You're listening to Love Talk Live with the relationship expert, Jamie Bronstein, only on L.A. Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Love Talk Live. I'm your host, Jamie Bronstein. And today I have with me Susanna, who is the Bachelor Data Analysis lady and... We have been talking about this show. When should we do the show? We didn't want to do it until it was a little bit closer to the end. And and then we decided to do it at the end because (laughs) there would be just more data to talk about. So, so So much data. (laughs) Okay. I cannot wait to get into all the data, Um, but let's read to the audience a little bit about you. So Susanna is an educator turned data analyst analyst and entrepreneur who founded Bachelor Data, a community focused on analyzing the Bachelor franchise and making data storytelling accessible to everyone. Since launching on Instagram in the fall of 2020, she has gained over 140,000 followers across social media and founded Bachelor Data Academy in 2021, helping Excel users learn how to become proficient in the platform in a unique and fun way. So... We can start anywhere. We can start with your job, how you got here. We can jump right into all this data that you need to share. We can start wherever. Oh, man. It has been a whirlwind. I feel like this season has just been by far the craziest season. They completely changed up the format, which threw our data for a loop this season. Um, long story short, yeah. So like you said, I, I started as an elementary educator. I actually applied for a tech director job a few years ago, uh, totally fudged my application said I was proficient in Excel. I was very much not proficient in Excel, needed a fun way to learn how to use it because once I started the job, I actually needed it. So I started tracking data on Colton Underwood's season of The Bachelor. So started tracking Instagram follower accounts. It was a really fun way to learn and then launched my Instagram account about three weeks before the pandemic hit. So didn't really get to start using it until Clarentasia's season. And now here we are with Gabby and Rachel's season. Things have just wrapped up. What did you think? (laughs) So much. I mean, if you want, let's just talk about the season for a few minutes and then we'll get into the data in general. I thought there was, I think, a little bit more drama than was necessary. Um, and to analyze, so I, I believe that what we focus on is what we get, meaning like things become a self-fulfilling prophecy. Both of the girls had a lot of fear of rejection. And so they actually kind of manifested it because of their fear. So Because the universe gives us what we focus on. So... I was watching it happen in real time and I was watching and I'm like screaming and I'm saying, don't tell the guy that you're scared that he's going to end things or that every guy always ends things because it's just going to happen. And so I think all this fear and then the guys having this, the knowledge of the fear made things a little bit worse than they needed to be. What about you? Yeah, I think on top of that too, the producer side of things, because we know this is a produced show. There are producers who pull the strings behind the scenes and people do fall in love. We've heard it from the leads. We've heard it from contestants. They do truly fall in love. But I personally, I feel like this season, a lot of the drama was so producer manipulated as well. Like I remember looking back and analyzing just like the Hayden or yeah, the 
the Hayden storyline overlapping with Logan, who decided to change his mind. He wanted to go to the other Bachelorette, um, and they held him back a whole week. He went to Jesse and he was like, I want to change leads. And they didn't let him talk to her at the rose ceremony. They made him wait a whole other week. Other guys went home. Like, I just feel like this season was so much like they were waiting to do all the storylines at certain times of the season. And if they had just gotten the drama out at the beginning, I feel like the ladies could have focused so much more on their love stories and had more time for them rather than the drama. Yes, and I agree with that. I feel like they were... And this happens sometimes in seasons, or it happens usually once or twice, where there's that bad seed, or there is the drama, and then the who the Bachelor or the Bachelorette, they have to maybe cancel a date, or they're a little too focused on that drama. But this was drama after drama after drama. And so like you're saying, I agree. They couldn't just stay in their own lane and focus on what they want. They were so concerned about everything else that was happening around them and, and to them. So I agree. Yeah. And I think there were so many great guys there too. We could have seen so many more love stories. We know that they're like, I mean, just Ethan, Ethan made it so far and it was so painful for me every week in my analysis. I do screen time. I do Instagram growth. I do each episode. Who do we see the lead kissing? And I think a combination of screen time plus who we see kissing the lead. So it's that, okay, are they on our screens? And then are we seeing it in a romantic way? I've mm-hmm. seen that that really shows us who will make it far. And week after week, I was like, guys, we are not going to see Ethan make it far. And people were like, oh, but I love him. I'm rooting for him. I'm like, listen, he's getting screen time, but we are not seeing any romantic connection between him and the leads. And if we do, it's a passing thought. Um, so there was defi- there were definitely other people that we could have learned more about, that we could have seen more romance. But there was a lot of drama this season. Hey, and also maybe... And I don't like looking at scenes from the next or any of these previews for Bachelor in Paradise, but I was going to say maybe he'll be there. Is he going to be there? He will. Uh, he hasn't been announced yet, so okay. we don't know. I will say the cast list for this season of Bachelor in Paradise is big. There are a lot of people this season. It's pushing so- 40. <laughs> Whoa. And I'm so excited. And you'll have to come back after that whole thing goes down. I love Bachelor in Paradise, though. We see so many more love stories. Like, there's a... I feel like Bachelor in Paradise, people don't take it as seriously. So there's, like, some fun, some drama, and then some love. It's... It, and it just crabs everywhere. Crabs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, just exotic animals. And, yeah, I agree with you. I That's a good point. It is more lighthearted. Because maybe people aren't expecting as much. Um which brings me to, let's talk about this for a second, then I need to hear the data. Um, what did you think about last night with um, Gabby's man? Gabby's Eric. Man. Eric. What was your take? Because I have, my, I'll tell you my, my opinion after. What was your take on the whole that he was being honest, that he really signed up having no intentions of taking it seriously? I mean, he didn't deny what the his ex-girlfriend came out to say. I think he handled that piece of what was going on with him outside the show. I think he was very well coached, honestly, in how to respond. I hope he feels that way. I hope he's listened to people that have given him feedback on this whole situation. I truly hope he feels this way, that he doesn't resent her or anything like that. Um, but to be fair... 
I don't know many guys in my life that are like, man, I can't wait to go on The Bachelorette to fall in love. <laughs> not a single guy, whether or not they're single or back when they were single, I don't think anybody has ever wanted this. And it's typically friends that are like, hey, go on it. And I do know a lot of people have come forward as well to say, you know, on Reddit and share their own experiences with casting, that casting, like the people who actually reach out to these people will be like, listen, you don't have to propose, like it's a free trip, like they will really hype it up in other ways. And I think women are more open to going on on the show because we are the primary, the target audience. We are the people who watch the show in general, um, especially when compared to men. Um, I don't fault him because I've heard from so many previous contestants and leads that they're just like, you know, my friends told me to go on the show for love and I actually ended up finding love or I had a really great relationship. Um, I don't think that that makes him a bad person that he went on the show for fun or for an opportunity. Um, I don't think he necessarily handled stuff with his ex well. Um, and I'm really disappointed last night that they didn't mention at all. Um, his yearbook pictures came out of him doing blackface, which was really disappointing. I didn't know that. Yeah, there's a lot of disappointment right now online. So basically, I think it was about a week ago, week and a half ago. I know Gabby was already training for Dancing with the Stars, but it hadn't aired. Mm -hmm. um, somebody found his yearbook from high school. I think he was a junior or a senior. I don't remember um, for sure what he was. It was uh, mm -hmm. 2014, though. And he had done full blackface. Jimi Hendrix is what he referenced in his apology post on Instagram. Um, he did do an apology post pretty quick, like within the first 24 hours. Um, but it was it was just totally not mentioned last night. But what I do find interesting on that piece is that I was listening to Bachelor Happy Hour, the podcast that's the official podcast by the franchise. And Becca and Michelle are the hosts on it, and they brought it up. And from how they were talking, it sounded like they recorded this before the recording yesterday for the finale, and they addressed it there. Mm -hmm. So I find it interesting that they had it on the official podcast, but not on the actual show. Yeah, it's interesting that they, whoever produced the show, it obviously was a thought and a conversation before the show. It's interesting that they chose not to discuss it. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's very interesting that 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 happened. And it's just in general, you know, these, anybody who's in the limelight, you see a certain aspect of them. You don't see what they're capable of. You don't see how they think. You don't see their morals and, your, and their values. And they are, most of the time, putting their best face foot forward. So uh, that is surprising. It's so surprising. But at the same time, do we really know him? We, we don't. I mean, he seems charming and he's very handsome. I thought he seemed very genuine in, in his feelings for Gabby. They do, to me, they do seem like they are meant to be and they have so much um, to build from. And they genuinely, they were vulnerable with each other. So I'm a big fan of them and we'll see, we'll see what happens. Let's get to the data and then we can get to the whole Rachel. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, so Gabby and Eric, they are seeing the most Instagram growth right now, um, even ahead of Rachel. So um, I took data about an hour-ish ago um, to see how many new Instagram followers they've gained since the, sto the show started to air last night, East Coast time. Um, so Gabby has gained 71,000 new followers. Okay. Eric has gained 50,000 new followers 
And then Rachel has gained 29,000 new followers, followed by Avon, who's gained 26,000 followers. And then Zach has gained about close to 9,000 followers. And then Tino's gained about 5,600 followers. So very big difference there. Um, Gabby and Eric are definitely who people are wanting to follow more right now to see what's going to happen next. Um, I did see at the beginning of the episode, um, I was watching Tino's numbers because we started right off the bat. That episode started, we went straight to, I mean, just the first few seconds of the episode. It was that dark room and Jesse came on way too late. Like it was very uncomfortable start and it sounded like things were not good. And then we saw the proposal with Tino and then they went straight into, no, things are not good. It was so awkward. She wasn't smiling in the bottom left corner of the screen. So while that was all going on, and then we heard about the breakup, we heard about the cheating, Tino's numbers were fluctuating. So as somebody who doesn't run Tino's account, I can't see the exact number of new followers versus unfollows. I can see that on my account, but I can't see it for anybody else. Um, but I can see the overall number. And Tino was losing followers at the beginning of the episode and then kind of started to gain and then lose and gain and lose. And then throughout that episode, just kind of started to take off a little bit rather than fluctuating. So as you do this, do you have to, are you pausing it so you can take time to look at all this stuff or you're doing it as you watch? So normally I take screen time while I watch, but just a few minutes into the episode, I just put my laptop to the side and I was like, I just need to focus. I need to be present. I don't want to be behind because I want to know what's happening live. And I know they had teased the live component of the show last night. Mm-hmm. Um, so I put the screen time aside, but I was refreshing on my laptop and just like taking screenshots of the, the Instagram growth over time because we have seen this in the past with another couple where they just tanked followers during an episode. So I was like, is this going to happen? Or will people be following either out of support or just to see what happens next? Okay. Can we talk about Tino for a second? Yeah. So I'm, I'm a romantic. I'm, I'm a crier. I love a good love story. I watched every episode of every Bachelor, Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise, the Winter Games, everything (laughs) ever. Sure, you have also. I'm so um, disappointed those went away. <laughs> let's bring them back. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and I get affected by genuine when I see genuineness, genuine feelings, exchange words. Um, and I also because I told you I've been emailing. I kept emailing Susanna. I'm like, if you know anything, don't tell me. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. And even last night, as I'm watching on my computer live, I was putting my. I was putting my hand on the screen with the box because I didn't want to see the reaction. It was so stressful. I was thinking maybe I should just like, like tape up a piece of paper. So I really didn't want to know what was going to happen. Obviously the whole audience knew that she was not happy. And okay. I have to say not knowing what was going to happen. I was not moved by his words to her. I, I sensed very ingenuine He was just saying words, but they were just, there was no feeling. And so none of this surprises me. And just, he was just, and then during the non-apology, apology, apology, whatever, just that whole drama, it just Mm -hmm. oozed ingenuineness. That's not a word. Um, Lack of genuineness. Um, And yeah, lack of ownership and trying to save face. Um, It just oozed it and then you know good for her for and I love how she was like because I was gonna say fool me once shame on you fool me twice shame on me 
I love how she was like, once I doubt it was once and it wasn't just the case <laughs> and it is a big deal. Like, oh my God, she was saying the greatest things. What do you think about the whole thing? Oh my gosh. I, I have to tell you. So I've actually had a, a, an ex-boyfriend back in college who cheated on me and his words were almost verbatim verbatim of what I was told and I it was just so funny watching her I feel like she she handled it really well of you know kind of speaking what was on her mind rather than holding it back Um, I know people have a lot of opinions on whether or not they you know agreed with her and how she handled things but I think one of the best things you can do in those moments is just not hold back what's in your head like what are you thinking share it Um, I was sad for her though I I feel like she was neglected her whole journey and then for this to happen you know, so soon after a proposal, it's just so sad for her. And, you know, on top of that, too, I feel like she's gotten a lot of hate this season. People have found everything to hate on her online. And it's really frustrating because they're, you know, they're both on TV. This is all edited. This is, you know, what she actually, and I've had so many requests. I've had actually media companies reach out to me saying, can you analyze how many minutes Rachel has cried? And it's like, this is edited. She's not actually crying all this time in real life. Like they're just showing us specific storylines right now to get an emotion out of us. Um, but it, my heart breaks for her. It was it was hard to watch that scene. I'm glad that they did show us so much of it. But I think also it was frustrating when they went to the live piece where it sounded like they were talking in code to each other because they were talking about something that was cut that was not to be discussed. And mm-hmm. I, it's very curious. I'm I'm wondering if it has something to do with mental health or if it has to do with a situation that has to involve somebody maybe in a family or something that they didn't want aired. It takes a lot for them to cut something out. So I was very curious what it was, but if they didn't want it public, I will respect that. Um, Very, very weird situation. It was so uncomfortable. The other, they've done this at least one more time, one other time with Becca and Ari. Yes. And that was they said it was they were going to show it fully unedited. I don't know if you remember that because they hyped it up. Chris Harrison hyped it up the entire finale. Um, but there was a moment where Ari walked out of the safe house up to a producer and then it cut the screen black and then it came back in. So it wasn't fully unedited. But yes, we did see that safe house visit. Found it very interesting that they filmed both of them. Um, and I'm kind of glad I'm kind of glad we got to see part of it. I'm not mad. Um, so I think we would have had so many more questions about like, how did this all go down? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, regarding the, the crying thing, it's really interesting. I remember saying to my husband at some point throughout the season and I actually told my whole family, I, I go, guess when Rachel's birthday is. She's a very emotional person. And they, oh. everybody said March 8th. And I said, Exactly. That is my birthday. (laughs) And I am so emotional. I love crying. And so I get it. I'm like, it makes sense why she's crying so much because she's a crier. March 8th, we just love crying. We're criers. (laughs) So I don't think it was too much crying because I understand she's an emotional person. And I, because I don't, didn't want to know anything. I have not seen any of the comments or things against her. I feel bad that because she she wears her heart on her sleeve and her emotions that I'm guessing that it might have to do with. I feel like she brings on drama to, to herself and it's like um, a self-sabotaging thing. She's so scared mm-hmm. of being hurt and so scared of being rejected and things not working out for her. Once again, then it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. 
But as I was watching I, I last night, I intuitively, not necessarily that Avon is her forever, we don't know, but I intuitively, intuitively and like visually, I was visualizing her future. The right man is so somewhere for her and is going to love her for everything that she is. And she's going to be so happy 100% because she's a great person. And there is a wonderful man out there. Maybe it's even. Who knows? It could be. And honestly, I mean, just watching stories like Jason and Caitlin, that if either of them hadn't gone on the show, they wouldn't have found each other. Or people who are now married that met on Paradise or, you know, dating behind the scenes and had very long, successful relationships. You know, maybe she'll find somebody because of this opportunity. I remember um, totally to pivot, but kind of. Gabby's on Dancing with the Stars right now. Um, I remember there was a guy who won. His name was uh, Bobby Bones. Uh, and he actually met his wife when she was in the audience coming with another friend to watch. And if he hadn't done that show, he wouldn't have met his, met his wife. Like maybe Rachel met somebody while she was in the audience this last week, at, like cheering on Gabby, that that would have never happened had she not gone through all of this. So very optimistic for her. They're both beautiful, amazing women that like all the best is going to happen for either of them. And I'm pretty sure that Rachel's 25. Right? Yeah. I mean, she's, she's I think she's not. 26 now. I, okay. There have been birthdays so since they filmed earlier this year. Even if she was 75, I'm just a romantic and I like it doesn't matter when you find love. She's going to find love 100%. Um another couple was um Paradise Dean and Kaylin. Yes. They're doing so well. I, I just saw um Dean and Jared. I was actually on their podcast years ago, so I follow them on Instagram like their show. Um, and they were, Dean was talking about the ring. I didn't know that. Like, I guess it's going to happen. Yeah. It's not. And they both want to propose to each other too, which I kind of like, I, you know, I know that a lot of people have criticized them for different things that they've said. And I also wonder sometimes how much of that is like, you have a podcast, you have stuff that you need to talk about. Um, but it sounds like they're happy living their lives. I am so impressed with how they have pivoted their brands on social media Like, I truly enjoy following Dean because I love travel content. And Mm -hmm. I think not enough people who go on this franchise pivot their image soon enough to be able to become profitable in another niche. And it's hard. It's hard, right? Because you come off the show, you get lucrative offers to do brand deals, but trying to find something that you are passionate about and being like, okay, I'm going to lose followers, but I'm going to weed the people out and keep my my audience that cares about what I care about and things that I want to advocate for, what I want to share about. They have been a really fun couple to follow, especially following his uh, journey in Pakistan while he was hiking to the base camp of Mount Kilimanjaro, or not Mount Kilimanjaro, Mount Everest, um, and the dogs that he was finding and the teams that he was helping. I mean, I just, I here I am, invested in like their stories just because of Instagram. But yeah, I love following them as well. Yeah, I've always been a fan of Dean, even when he was getting all the backlash and people were hating on him. I always said he's he's not a bad guy. He's just he's doing the best he can, just like everybody always is. And, you know, then they were like, people couldn't believe that she would end up with him because what he did to her. But they they're supposed to be together and it was a little rocky road and sometimes it is and that's and that's okay okay so i want to make sure that we get to was um 
what was anything else that's been interesting data to talk about? Okay, so what I found very interesting last night, we have seen bachelors be introduced at After the Final Rose. We've seen it before. Like, this is nothing new. Um, But Zach's segment, it was a three-hour episode. Okay, so... I have all the data on this. Um, Thirty, about thirty percent of it was commercials, and if you don't want to do the math of three hours, that's fifty-five minutes of commercials. Um, of commercials last night, um, yeah. and then the longest segment after commercials was Zach being introduced as the new bachelor. So that was thinking outside of we all said commercials in between all of that. He had a twenty-five minute segment. And then the longest segment after that was the safe house visit where we saw um, Tino and Rachel in that house after their season had ended, and that was 18 minutes. So I found it really interesting how much time they dedicated to that. Um, On top of that, too, they were like, oh, we have all this extra time because Rachel just left with Avon. Um, That was really funny. Some people who were in the audience actually came out and said, no, they were backstage until they were done filming. (laughs) Like, they didn't actually leave. Um, but yeah, so I found that really interesting how much time was spent on that. I know that people have a ton of opinions on Zach. Um, I think a lot of people were holding out for some bigger names like Tyler Cameron or Peter Krause from Rachel Lindsay's season a long time ago. Um, and I, I know that there's a lot of opinions there. I would have loved to see them as well. Um, but I do, I, I'm going to be very interested to see how Zach does. I think, you know, he doesn't have anything bad right now out against him like he has a very clean past he seems really nice and really kind um and his I'm super excited to meet the ladies I mean personally like for me I watch Bachelor to watch the women fall in love and then I watch Bachelorette to watch the woman the woman lead fall in love so (laughs) right because we that's our role like that's like we put ourselves in their positions um it's interesting when they said Zach I was like, Zach? I thought it was Zach of Tasha, Zach. Oh. That was my first oh, thought. I was like, wild. <laughs> they're bringing him back. Interesting. They're bringing Zach back. That's literally what I thought. And yeah, I mean, Zach seems like a great guy. Um, what's interesting is they didn't, last night, it wasn't touched upon at all the whole that Rachel thought he was too young and not really ready unless that was just her excuse and she just didn't really I think it was just an excuse I mean she was only a few months apart from him so to use the argument because of your age you're not ready it's like okay maybe you're not in a mental place right now in your life that you're ready to get married but Um, you're the same age yeah but like saying a number it's like well we had Ben Higgins who was 26 as well when he was the bachelor like I mean we've had leads that have been beloved and not criticized for their age um so i don't i don't think that's going to be the problem i think we're going to see the same cast that we always do they never change the average age of the cast for bachelor um it always have the actual range that we've ever seen is a two-year range when it comes to the average age of the women cast and the funny part is when i say that people are like oh but take out the night one people so if you look at just the people who make it to the final 10 so the final 10 women in the season so we're going to actually throw out the two-thirds of the cast, that average age actually goes down. So it doesn't matter if they cast older women. The men, on average, keep the younger women. So, okay. <laughs> you know, I think it's funny because they know that. They know that. 
What's interesting, yeah, it couldn't have been the age thing because Zach, he struck me as so mature for his age. I was shocked when they said how old he was. I had to go look at it because I have it in my data and I went to go back to look and I was like, I didn't think he was one of the younger guys that was left. Yeah, so I think that maybe it was just her excuse or, or whatever. But we also weren't there at the overnight. We don't know what was said. He could have said something that sounded really immature and, and like he wasn't ready and she got really turned off. Who knows? Doesn't matter. Everything's meant to be. Everybody ends up with who they're supposed to be with. A thousand percent. I'm so excited for this next season of Bachelor. I mean, I, I know a lot of people are like, I'm not going to watch. And it's like, yes, we are. We say it every year. We're never going to watch. And here we are. 20 years later, the show is still on. We're all still watching. Okay, I, I do have to say, we have five minutes left. Nick Vial, Vial, however you say his name, I was not looking forward to his season because I felt like he was not genuine. But then I ended up being so impressed by him, by his vulnerability, his willingness to be so honest. It was just so attractive. And so, um, but yeah, there are certain seasons that I would, that I like watching more than others. But I always end up liking the seasons because there's always something. The end. The end always something like pulls us in and we come back. I totally agree. I think the seasons where I'm not excited for the lead, I end up enjoying the the contestants so much that I get so excited whenever I see them together at the end that I grow an affinity towards them. So, um, you know, I'm excited. There's definitely some growing pains that are happening behind the scenes. And Jesse. Jesse, I don't know if a lot of people may have missed this. At the end of the episode, like people were already clapping. Um, He acknowledged like we have some learning to do um, on our end on how we can improve. So I'm glad that they at least acknowledge that because this season has been frustrating. There have been things that haven't been shown well, things that have been cut weird, Mm -hmm. um, things that feel uncomfortable to watch as a viewer of what they're doing to the contestants that I hope they're listening and I know that they are. We're seeing actual executives tweeting it out on Twitter. I think there's a guy named um, Millsy, Robert Mills, that tweeted out like somebody said, people were complaining about the mentel all, and he was replying to people being like, we hear you. And he was retweeting stuff from media outlets saying, like criticizing it. So they're seeing it. And I'm, I'm yeah. hopeful moving forward that whatever change they made behind the scenes that made this season a little bit more rough around the edges with the editing i'm hoping that they'll improve it and i hope they never do two leads again never again i don't want to compare people anymore i'm not enjoying yeah it wasn't yeah it wasn't necessary they understandable why they did it and something different um and i don't i do understand for good tv there needs to be some drama but i just think that there was just it's like give them a break like it was just so much so much drama too much. Drama. It was too much. Too much drama. <laughs> um, okay. Three more minutes. Um, just so we don't forget, how can people find you? You can find me on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter at Bachelor Data. Um, and feel free to reply to me. I get the or DM me, reply to me. The majority of my content ideas come from people who message me while they're watching the show saying, Hey, I'm so curious. I feel like I've seen so many women in white dresses. So I did the analysis this morning, lo and behold, white in like the blush nude color dresses account for almost 50% of the dresses that the leads wear at their proposal. So really fun ideas like that. Feel free to shoot me a message. I love chatting with people about data. Um, so excited that you had me on too. Oh my God. And thank you for being on the show. I was so looking forward to it. Um, definitely after bachelor in paradise, come back. We'll analyze that whole thing. 
there'll be so much that might have to be a two episode yeah. <laughs> self talk awesome. live. Um, and as always, everybody can find me at therelationshipexpert.com. All my information is there. Um, so anything else that you'd like to leave the audience with before we wrap up? Um, yeah, follow me for Bachelor in Paradise. I will tell you this cast is very interesting when it comes to follower counts with diversity and some of the rumors about how they're going to be switching up the format this season. No spoilers, no spoilers, yeah. but it is exciting to hear that they're going to be changing things up a little bit. So be sure to follow me. Um, we're going to be doing lots of great analysis this season. Um, and if you want to learn with me as well, just shoot me a message, go to the link in my bio. I do a ton of free content as well on learning how to do Excel and data visualization. Will Wells be there? I believe he's the bartender. Yes. Okay, good. Because yeah. I really like him. I think they I filmed it. it before his wedding with his now wife. Okay. I love Wells. Such a good man. Such a sweetie. Okay. Well, thank you so much. And um, hope you have a great night. Hope everybody does as well. And join me every week on Love Talk Live on LA Talk Radio at 2 p.m. Pacific on Mondays. Thanks so much. Bye. You're listening to Love Talk Live with the relationship expert, Jamie Bronstein, only on LA Talk Radio.